I'm Cray Beaumont Flynn. Welcome to Beyond the Design, a show that gives you a peek behind the curtain of the design industry and shares the stories of those that are the driving force behind it. Well, welcome to Beyond the Design, and today it's our pleasure to welcome Sarah's story. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. Well, we're, we're glad you're here as well. So well, <laughs> let's just jump, uh, jump right into it and tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got started in the field of interior design. Okay. Well, I was working in California for a marketing company. I majored in psychology and I was working in marketing, doing spreadsheets and forecasts and figuring out goals, sales goals. And it was just not creative, not interesting to me. So I decided to go back (laughs) to school for interior architecture I realize you, you know, I, I feel like you go to college and you don't understand, like you're going to be working every day, right. five days a week <laughs> for the majority of, of your life. So you need to find something that you really feel passionate about. So I went back to school. I got a degree in interior architecture and then I moved to New York City 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and from I there. started working for Victoria Hagen. Okay. Yeah. So working for Victoria Hagen, a designer I really admired and worked for her for three years and then went out on my own when I got a great project that was like a good launching pad for me. And that was 20 years ago. Wow. Well, congrats. That's a milestone yeah. to be very proud of. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, it's so crazy. It was 20 years ago. Like goes by. I'm sure psychology helps in your uh, in your skills and working with clients sometimes. <laughs> um, psychology helps tremendously. <laughs> I feel like so many times I'm in meetings with my clients, and sometimes I'm like, "Am I being? Am I a marriage therapist right now? <laughs> um, like, what, what, what's going on?" But um, I mean, psychology is so interesting, and like. It's it's super valuable in life in general too. So, mm-hmm. and it's funny in my office. I have an office in um, in Manhattan, and there's so many therapists like in the hallways, and there's a lot of designers too. So, <laughs> it helps. It's like, it goes hand in hand. <laughs> so, is there a Sarah Story aesthetic or signature design that you install within your your projects or? Well, What's your process? I think my the I think the continuity in my projects is like a very strong focus on art and um, I, art is definitely one of my passions and I feel like an interior is not complete without some um, really great art and not meaning expensive art but just like some really interesting pieces that really pull the room together and I really like to bring the color and the art and Lighting is also like another really um, important focal point for me. I feel like it gives the ambience of the space, the atmosphere, and it can really be this like sculptural element that mm-hmm. is also functioning so well in the space by just like providing uh, beautiful atmospheric light. So I feel like every space should just feel very comfortable and lighting is so important. Uh, also, obviously, like the furniture and the textiles and having a lot of texture and like coziness and 
I try to design a space that will inspire the clients to inspire, you know, their dreams, their day to day, um, and to really reflect their passions. The tri-state area is a a great goal to have. Yeah. (laughs) Keeps you busy. (laughs) The tri-state area is such a huge market, especially for you. What kind of projects do you work on and who are your clients? You know, I work on a lot of projects in California and a lot of projects in Texas and Colorado, as well as like New York and Connecticut and um, around, you know, around New York City. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that I well, A, I spend a lot of time in California. So I think, I don't know, I don't know, maybe if my aesthetic like rings home there. And also I'm from Texas and I have a ranch in Texas, so... I work in Texas a lot. And then, um, but the great thing about being in business for 20 years is I have so many clients that are now I'm doing their second home or possibly their third home or, you know, so, and the level of trust really makes a great uh, relationship there as well. Can you share any of the projects you're currently working on? Yeah. So I'm installing a project in Paris. Oh, that's, which is that, that's a super, nice one. <laughs> which is super fun. And I, I hope to uh, work more over there. And that's been like that's been so inspiring to go to the Paris flea markets. I feel like I've learned so oh, much. Wow. Um, their sensibility and style and scale is 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 so uh, is so on the nose for me and like so perfect mm-hmm. for me. So that's been great. Uh, I'm working on a lot of projects in Florida right now, Miami, Vero beach, Palm beach. And that's really fun to like design and like, you know, think about all the different materials there that really work well with that environment and the architecture. So that's, and then Aspen and Montecito. So yeah, things are good. I, I like working all over too. Well, it keeps you busy. Those are some really great places to go just to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they're good. <laughs> you can pack me up in your suitcase. I'll, I'll travel. <laughs> we need some help. <laughs> so and within this 20 years of your, your professional career, is there any particular project that you can think of that was like, okay, this is my profession. I've, I've made mm-hmm. it or I'm secure in what I do. Yeah, I feel like, I've always really loved it. Obviously it's been, it's been my like passion and, um, what I found, I find most interesting, mm-hmm. but, but like having done so many projects, I feel so confident and like, yes, this is exactly what I should be doing. Um, I worked on a house in Colorado with great architects, Lake Flato, and just, you know, really designing the space, designing the interiors, the, um, picking like the tiles and the stones and the board form concrete and the lighting, like, and then seeing it come to fruition Mm -hmm. and loving it and the clients loving it and just working with such great uh, architects as well. It really is like, okay, this is good. This works. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. I'll keep doing it. I think I got it. (laughs) I'll keep my day job. Yeah. What makes your firm unique? Do you think? Um, I think each, each of our interiors really, I really strive for them to be different. Mm -hmm. So I really want, 
like I, I want there to be continuity in my projects and for there to be design aesthetic that is recognizable. But that said, I want each project to be unique. And, you know, that that's what interests me. And I also think that the client deserves that and it makes it more special. Is there a particular process that you go through with each client? And what is that process? Well, I like to get to know the client, you know, get to feel for like what interests them, what their hobbies Mm -hmm. are, what's their lifestyle like, how they like to use the space, if they entertain a lot or, you know, so it's completely functional for them. Um, and then we get to, then I pull together inspiration images and, and inspiring like artwork and materials and then get their, um, reflection on it, what they gravitate toward. And then we kind of build from there by showing, um, you know, you know, based on their feedback. Mm-hmm. So what inspires you? Does it change per client and motivates you? Is there a different, uh, I guess, process that you go through internally that mm-hmm. really inspires and motivates you to actually present a particular design to a client? And what, what inspires you beyond design in general? I think what inspires me for each of my projects is really the location, the views, the landscape, the architecture. Um, yeah, so, so that's kind of the starting place for me. Mm-hmm. And from there, it can be just kind of like melding, like maybe seeing the Mark Rothko show and seeing a beautiful painting, and a color palette that I'm gravitating toward. And, and then I want to like reflect that in the materials I select for the project. So it's kind of like each project is, it could be something different that is inspiring to me. I mean, obviously if it's in a, some beautiful location, like in the mountains or in, um, by the water, like the sunset, the sunrise, there's trees, like, you know, that's, that's very inspiring. So nature is, nature is critical to me. And like, and that's where I find a lot of like peaceful moments to be inspired and to reflect Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's basically everything. Do you take risk or challenges when you start designing for a client? Do you really have to? I love taking risks and challenges. (laughs) 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 And I love it when my clients push me. I just finished, (laughs) I I just finished um, a project in Austin, Texas, and my client really pushed me. So he wanted lots of pattern, lots of color. He wanted Lenny Kravitz meets once upon a time in Hollywood. (laughs) Um, groovy 1970s opium den and i'm like okay (laughs) that's a a collective (laughs) (laughs) so he you know i would show him a palette and he'd be like i need more color i need more pattern so that was so rewarding because it kind of pushes me out of my comfort zone and makes you grow. So that's, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. You don't get that often that, that opportunity because sometimes clients are very precise, you know, and yeah, for someone and says, I want all these other elements that I think yeah, that, so yeah. that's, that's really fun for me. That's great. So you have a new book coming up 
Art of mm-hmm. Home. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that and how that process came together and you deciding what was actually going to be incorporated in that book. Yeah, it was a really rewarding process. I was hiking in Texas and I thought, you know, I've been in the business for a while. I feel like it's time to do a book. And I <laughs> called a good friend of mine and he said, he's in the business. He said, you need to call Jill Cohen. She, you know, helps put together books. She'll put together a fantastic team. We talked for about six months, just back and forth, like what my goals are, what I'm, you know, looking to do. And then we shot nine projects and how you shoot for a book is really different than how you shoot for your portfolio and magazines or a website. You really want to tell a story and you don't want there to be like just big hero shots everywhere. You want to show like details on the tables, details in the lighting, kind of like putting together these collages and these stories to then like unfold, like this is the grand reveal of the dining room. Um, so that was really great. Cause I got to learn that. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't know that you shoot so differently for a book than you do for a magazine. So that was really great. And, and then really sitting down, writing the story, like my story. And, and that was so fun to do too. It was very, I mean, talk about psychology. You kind of like <laughs> think about like, how I got here, what led me here, what's the continuity in my design, what inspires me. So it was a really beautiful experience. It took about 18 months. It came out in September and now I've been on this book tour, which has been really cool too. Cause I've been like talking to so many people, signing books, getting to know people, uh, you know, all over, you know, right. cities. And so it's been cool. It's been really cool. Was there, as you mentioned, you had to tell your own story. Was there a lot of self-reflection where you had to think about 20 years, how you've progressed as a creative in this industry? Yeah. Yeah. And like all the people who've kind of helped me be where I am, all the people I collaborate with, all the vendors, all the artisans, but also about my childhood and kind of like what, um, got me to where I am now and like mm-hmm. all those influences and my family. So, and I have three children, so it was, it's nice to tell that story also for them as well. So will there be a number two book? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is there anything else that you want to do or achieve in this, in this field? That you haven't yet. Yeah, besides there's, a book? Things, there's definitely things I want to do. I want to, I want to do more commercial work. I'd love to do like boutique hotels. I would love to do, um, ho- you know, like um, more like restaurants and because um, what I found when I do, I've done a few restaurants, but what I found when I do commercial spaces, it's so mm-hmm. nice to enjoy them with everyone. You know, it's right. so nice to when I've done like showrooms as well, like to hang out and everyone comes in, it's like, that's fun because when you do residential, you don't really experience that as much because you kind of hand over the keys. Right. Right. Go so live your I, life now and see you yeah. later. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like that, that feeling of getting to have the spaces, have more people in them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Has there ever, ever been a project where, the client wanted to take more control of the design process than you as the professional on your team. You're like, wait, <laughs> yeah, that's why you hired us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you kind of, 
you kind of try to let them know in a nice way because when your design vision gets diluted by all these changes, it ends up just, it ends up not working. You know, if there's too many cooks in the kitchen, like if there's too many people trying to season something, Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not going to work because it's going to, it's going to move away from what the point of view was originally and get diluted. So, yeah, but I, I feel like a, most of my clients are so great right now that <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they're trusting, which is very, so important. Yeah, it is. And communication and, you know, they're handing mm-hmm. over their part of their lives, I guess, their environment mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I feel like um, communication is key. Mm-hmm. I feel like transparency. I also feel like we really do a tight budget and we stick to that. And I, and I feel like that's super important because when you're dealing with money, you know, you know, stress, stress levels rise when you're dealing with schedules, contractors. So we really try to like run a tight ship. So to, to take all the anxiety out of it as much right. as you can. Is there anything particular that you've been asked to do? It's like, oh, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> this won't fit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes people will ask me crazy things and I'm like, oh, what? Huh? <laughs> and it's just like, wait. Run that by me again. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get that? <laughs> yeah. How do you deal with a challenge like that to kind of rein in a client? You said communication and, and the trust mm-hmm. factor. But, I mean, some of the designers that we have, people that we've talked to have really had some odd requests from clients. It's like, well, how do, they all deal with it a little bit differently. It's like, how do you deal with that? How do you make it? Know yeah. that, you know, yeah. the direction needs to stay on path. Yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah. I just try to be as honest as possible. Like, I, I really try to just to live my life that like that in general. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if someone asks for something like completely outlandish, particularly if it's just not going to work and it's just, it's nuts, I'm just like, that's not going to work. Like, that's just not going to work. Like, it's just not happening. I mean, if it's, if it's more like aesthetic thing, we'll kind of mm-hmm. drill down on it. But sometimes it's just something that's like functionally just not, it, it's just, it's so outlandish. It's just not going to work. Right. <laughs> was, was there any, any projects that you can think of that you just didn't have the enough pages in your new book to put in? Yeah. Did you have to really edit down? Yeah. And yeah. also like, I, like I, I had like a deadline. Let's, I think I feel like the deadline for submitting everything is probably about like four months prior to when it has to, you know, ship out and get printed. Right. And I was like shooting like two or three really amazing projects. So those didn't make it in. And so they, mm. you're kind of like, oh, I wish I would, I wish I would have been able to make it in. But that's why there's always number two. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any particular projects that you can think of in your 20 years that you're most proud of? It's like, was, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure every project you're, you're proud of and it's like a baby um, mm-hmm. and that you have to see grow and go on its way. But is there a few that you can think of that was like, 
you know, this is part of me. This is every aspect of me. Yeah, I, th- I think um, my, my ranch in Texas is probably mm-hmm. one of the most special projects for me in the sense that it's where I grew up. It's, um, I hired an incredible architect to work with and I spent an enormous amount of time on every single detail, every single finish, making it like very special from the horsehair panels in the study, the eggshell, uh, wall in the living room, the perforated suede panels, the, uh, Eagle Musée in the kitchen, black and steel, like, like every detail I just really, really paid attention to. And it was very thoughtful. And then I finished that probably 10, 11 years ago. And it just keeps getting better and better because, you know, I keep adding to it. Like it, you know, your home, a project like isn't done when it's done. Like it just keeps growing, which makes it even more layered and nuanced and reflective of, of you and like your travels and your passions. And so it just keeps getting better and better and better. So that was fun to shoot it for the book because it had been like 10 years since it was originally shot and it just looks so much more lived in, has so much more personality and like really reflects my family and I and, and how much love and time we spend there. Are you, were you your own worst client? I'm my best client. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I know what I like. I make decisions really fast. And if I love it, I'll spend the money on it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm willing to like push the envelope for me for sure. Cause it's just like. I know if I don't love it, I can change it. Like it's no, like it's not stressful. Right. Right. So what's next for you? What else are you, are you up to? And what do you do besides mm-hmm. design? What makes you, makes you tick and keeps your mm-hmm. passion going for this, this crazy industry that we're in? Well, I just hiked Kilimanjaro in Africa. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I did that in September. So hiking, running marathons, Pushing myself physically definitely is a big part of my life and helps me balance design, Mm -hmm. New York City, family, everything. So like that's a huge part of me. So I'm always trying to like think of an an adventure to do like physically to push myself. Um, Yeah. And then on the design front, it's just like killing it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing more great projects all over the world. And, um, is there one particular place you really want to work that you haven't yet? The white house in Washington, DC. I go. would love yeah. to do that. That would be incredible. Um, yeah, I think, and I also like, I really would like to like kind of work a lot more in, um, in Europe, but also like, you know, what would be so fun. I was just looking at images of like doing a, a cool house in Costa Rica, maybe doing some, some more work in like the Caribbean. Um, Cause I really like that architecture and I really love like all those wood textures mm-hmm. and um, kind of like the bohemian feel. So doing some, some work around there and in that aesthetic as well. 
that would be fun. What are some of the key factors you consider when designing a space to ensure that there's both functionality and aesthetics? Well, because I'm working so much right now in, um, in Florida and also in like the mountains, it's, it, it's like materials and how they're going to hold up in like different environments mm-hmm. is definitely something that's on my brain. Like I've done two projects in Singapore and just learning about the temperature and how humid it is and how wood, you know, any kind of material, you know, will function there and, um, be preserved and like work well. That's been like a very, right. uh, that's, that's super important. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not good designers if it's not going to function well and hold up. And so that's super important. I lived in Singapore for 10 years, so I know the humidity level there. It's uh, quite unique. (laughs) Yeah. I lived there when I was little. Oh, really? Uh Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a, it's it's an interesting place. I enjoy it. It's an interesting place. The food is so good. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get such a wide variety, international wide variety. I always tell people it's uh, Asia light because obviously English is the first language. So yeah, it's 10 years was a little too long for me, but I <laughs> that, that is a long time. <laughs> yeah, that is a long time. So if someone had to ask you, what is the most important one item you need to install to make a difference within the space? What would that L- be? Lighting. Lighting is key. It really changes the mood. Like if mm-hmm. I go into a restaurant and it's like really bright, like recess lights just pounding on your head. You're just like, right. Oh, this is so <laughs> not enjoyable. You know, like lighting is so important, like warm lighting, dimmable lighting, you know, casting shadows like that, that to me, even if you're in a sitting in a chair, that's not comfortable and there's beautiful mm-hmm. lighting and some good music. You're, okay. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> exactly. You got some wine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Are there any elements that you like working with? Any materials, finishes that are your go-to? I love leather. I love, I like worn in leather, like really soft. I like Mm -hmm. mohair. I like um, nubby linens. I like plush rugs. Um, It's like natural materials that are like really soft and cozy. Like my Ugg boots. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, given that you you work nationally and and, and internationally, are there any aesthetics or regional differences that you wish you could take something from California and make it work in New York or Texas or even Paris? It just doesn't? Yeah. Uh, That's such a good question. I think scale is so different. Mm Mm-hmm. In Paris versus New York versus Texas, California, like you go to Texas, like everything is really big. Like the chairs are really big. The sofas are big. Like, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. As they say. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes when I try to bring like more petite scaled furniture, which I really like that for me that I like having like smaller furniture. I feel like it feels better. Um, You know, some clients don't, Sometimes clients don't like that in Texas and California. You know, it kind of just depends on the person, but Mm -hmm. those are kind of like generalizations. But I think scale is really different. Um, 
that's a that's one thing that it really pops in my head that sometimes doesn't uh, transfer well, you know, cohesion. Now, given your twenty years in the business, what differences have you really seen change besides technology? And is technology assisting the process, mm-hmm. or is it detrimental because you have also, you know, all these uh, various Social media, Pinterest, television shows that show, mm-hmm. oh, you could do it really easy on a dime, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of unrealistic expectations because of probably a lot of those TV shows. Mm-hmm. And also I feel like the clients sometimes are more engaged in finding things online. Um, so those sometimes are like a hindrance. I do feel like there's more of a globalization in the design point of view and aesthetic because of social media. So we all have access now, like very easy to see like what's going on in the design shows in Milan or what's going on in Paris or what's going Mm -hmm. on, um, all over the U S. So in in that way, I think it's beneficial because, you know, the more, you know, I think it's the better and, um, it's a bit faster now because you see it so frequently and like, you know, you see what's happening in Copenhagen, let's say, and, so that's, I mean, I love that because, you know, I like to see what's going on all over the world. But yeah, I feel like the clients now, sometimes when they're looking at stuff and finding all the stuff on the internet and showing you, sometimes that can be, sometimes that can be frustrating because it, it sometimes I feel like it's just too much. It's like too much information or they're losing focus. They're right, trying to right. be like, it's, instead of just trusting the process, I guess. I think it's also uh, antiquated to someone trying to get a haircut and showing you pictures like your hair doesn't work that way. Yeah, so exactly. That's not exactly. your lifestyle. That's not exactly. you know, how you're going to live in that space compared to what you're showing me type exactly. thing. Do you think it's an educational process that's been detrimental because clients sometimes think, because of the vast information out there and TV shows and everything else that they're more educated in the process when actually they're, they're not. Yeah. I feel like probably let's say 20 years ago, the clients were not really like trying to figure out how everything's done or like trying to research things themselves. It was kind of like they just hired you to do it and you did it. Um, And now they're kind of like, I feel like sometimes might feel like they know the process more than they really do because those shows aren't really accurate at all, right. you know, <laughs> not most of them, but, um, you know, they're there for entertainment. So, but again, you, I think you just have to like manage expectations and like let your you know clients know that, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think a lot of times it's just like how long things take. It's just surprising to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. They think that the world is getting smaller, which actually, you know, things do take 20 weeks sometimes. It doesn't just like appear and happen. Yeah, it takes (laughs) a long time and like moving things around. And it was really disrupted for like a couple of years. Like the shipping process was like crazy delayed. Now things are getting better, but, you know, things take time. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are, are shocked by how much time it really takes. True. Sometimes it's more than 20 weeks or even further than that. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what advice would you give someone that is interested in um, 
going in this direction in their professional career and want to be a designer or an architect or just be in this industry overall? I think one of the best uh, pieces of advice is to really go work for someone that you admire, that you respect, that you can really learn from. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much of this is a business. It's running an efficient business. I mean, you can't have clients. You can't run a business if you don't run a project well, if you don't run it on schedule, if you don't run it on budget, if you don't deliver what you say you're going to deliver. So you have to really learn that. You have to learn how to run a project. You have to learn how to uh, work with your vendors, manage um, lead times, budgets, and be creative. So it's like you have to work for someone that's that does that well, and that um, and you give yourself time to like really become great at what you do. Mm-hmm. Was there anything or anything that's really surprised you? in the last 20 years that you didn't know about this industry? Like they didn't teach that in school. <laughs> I think there's so much they didn't teach you in school. Like, they, <laughs> like I feel like in school, I learned so much about like drawings, like CAD drawings. And, um, but you don't, I don't feel like I really learned, um, how to run numbers, budgets, dealing with taxes, um, employees, employees is a huge one, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with employees is, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of management that you don't really learn in school. You don't learn that in design school that you're sure. running a business and you're running, you know, all these individuals. So that's, right. you know, that can be challenging. True. Yeah. You got to wear many hats to make it success, successful, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just about the creative part and, uh, the creative part is ends up being, you know, very small sometimes. But that part's like, you know, fills you with so much passion and joy. So it's like, it all makes sense. But running a business takes a lot and managing people and dealing with all like the details you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Very, very true. Can you highlight a project that create creatively, creatively, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, haven't had all my, I haven't had all my coffee yet this morning. <laughs> Creatively has really uh-huh. challenged you or, or inspired you mm-hmm. that the end result really, you took, took a step back. It's like, Oh, that project really inspired me. Well, you know, the, the house that I helped design in Singapore was very mm-hmm. challenging. So dealing with architects and contractors in Singapore, um, dealing with, with um, all the building materials, like I was saying, just like, you know, getting familiar with what materials you can use over there, the difference between like the wet kitchens and the dry kitchens mm-hmm. and um, just the environment. And then also just being that being so far away and the time change and like traveling over there. So that was really challenging. And my office did all the interior architecture. So we did all the drawings for the stairs and the, all the kitchens and the millwork and all the bathrooms and picking all those materials. So uh, that was incredibly challenging, but then it turned out so beautiful and everything, you know, came to fruition so nicely. So it's a very special project. And it was, it was fun to go back to where I had lived when I was little and like, you know, re-familiarize myself with the country. Right. 
it's it's grown quite a bit just in the last 20 years uh, immensely um what's next for you what else is going on what does the next year look for, look like for Sarah's story um so i'm going to do something i'm going to i'm going to do something in palm beach but i'm not allowed to announce it quite okay. yet <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that and then i'm going to continue the book tour in a lot of places in the spring of uh, 2024 and i'm starting another project in texas i'm starting another project in colorado um starting one in connecticut Wow. So just like more working, uh, finishing Paris. And Do you live out of your suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> Lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So that's kind of, and maybe the Paris marathon. That's inspiring. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you do the marathons here in the States? I ran the New York city marathon and then I ran the San Diego marathon. So I feel like I need to do one more. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like odd numbers. <laughs> hey, they say threes are good, you know? Yeah, it's threes are the, good. <laughs> in design, it's all good. So I need one more. Well, what else would you like to share with us, Sarah? What else would you like our listeners to know mm. about you? And what's the best way to find out where or how they can hire you? Well, they can. Well, I would love for your listeners to check out my book, The Art of Home. Absolutely. Um, And it's published by Rizzoli. So you can get it at Rizzoli's or Amazon. And then you can check out my Instagram, Sarah Story Design, or my website. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that has most of my information. Perfect. Well, this has been a thoroughly enjoyable conversation. And thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us today. Thank you so much. I've loved it. We'll chat soon and best of luck and happy new year to you. Okay, take care. All right.